So, you know, I've said this before, I think, but I'll just remind this everybody. This is Brenda talking. Oh, Brenda the <laughs> Raw Dog Show. Raw Dog Show. And we're Brooklyn Chicks. <laughs> um, you know, today we're going to have, like, start out on a very serious note in terms of what's going on in America. And, you know, I say this and I make it a joke, but when you look at me, I am the American dream. My mother came to America undocumented, and for my mother's situation, it was a very difficult one in order for her to get legalized. I know people say that. It's so funny, my mother and I were talking to someone else about this this weekend, and they asked, did you give your mother her papers? Because when I was younger, children, they would be able to file for their parents. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the law and said a child can't file for their parent, I guess. That's what my mother used to say. I'm not sure if that's accurate. But my mother came here. She was undocumented. Um, Even by the time my mother was already with my father, she was still undocumented. And she did whatever process that she had to do in order to get her papers. It did not work out for her in a good way. But at the end of it, the end of the day, my mother was able to get her papers um, you know, this impacted my whole family. My sister was in Trinidad. She couldn't come to America because she couldn't get her papers. It was a whole issue, a whole, you know, debacle in my family. And even to this day, we still see the drama that runs through our, li- our lives because of my mother's status. And when I think about where we are as a country and our president that we have right now and his dislike, I think that's the perfect word for me, of immigrants, mm-hmm. um, it's disdain. It's is an even better word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of immigrants, you know. Again, I'm a I'm I'm born in America. I've never known this concept of living in Trinidad or growing up in Trinidad. Even though I have an accent that I don't know where it comes from, um, <laughs> or why I am this way, you know. Because you know, I partied tons when I was younger. We talked about that too. But today is not to talk about that. It's just to talk about if my mother could not have gotten her papers when she was younger. And if I would have come here as a child with my mother, or if my sister would have come when my mother came, what would have been her condition? And now we think about DACA. Mm -hmm. You know, and for some of you who don't know DACA, um, DACA stands for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival. And it's a program that defers deportation proceedings for two years for qualified individuals who were brought to the United States illegally when they were children. So, you know, they, these children are young. They don't know that they're coming into some place that, you know, they're not wanted as what, you know, Trump wants to... Uh, or they don't even understand their situation. And you think about this, you know, it's a, it's a shame to think that children come to this country. They go to school. You know, every child in this country goes to school, goes to, you know, the public school. They do whatever they're supposed to do. And some people don't know until they're like 16, 17, 18 that they're about to apply for college and they can't get into college. Right. I've known people that was came to school, they worked hard, they got scholarships and lost their scholarships because they were not documented and they could not get gain access. And DACA was created on June 15, 2012 by our then-beloved president, Barack Obama. Obama! And he created this program because he spoke about the failure of Congress to pass the DREAM Act, which would have provided a path to citizenship for certain immigrants brought to the country illegally as children. And, you know, there's tons of, you know, there's requirements for this program. Um, I mean, I think the basic requirement is to be able to turn yourself into the government and say, I am here illegally. Because, you know, the government does not know everyone that's still here illegally. I guess they could probably check, like, who came in and who did not go back out. Correct. Mm -hmm. But let's be real. I doubt the records are as very clear from years ago as they are now. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't know who is here undocumented. And, you know, this was for children under the age of 16 when they entered the United States. Um... 
they had had to been 15 years old when applying, but under the age of 31 as of June 15, 2012. Not convicted of a felony or a significant misdemeanor or any other misdemeanors. And they have had to be in school or have graduated or completed high school or have been honorably discharged from the military. And the process for this is like a seven-page application. Um, there's also a form and a worksheet required for employment authorization. And, you know, you pay decent money for this, $495. No, that's one you thing. Know? Immigration things is expensive. It you costs know? like almost $1,000 to become a citizen. You know, so and this is according to United States Citizenship of Immigration Services. Um, it's, you know, some recent events have happened, but just to let you know some numbers, as of September 4th, 2017, there were 689,000 DACA recipients. And the total number of people who have, who have ever been approved for DACA since 2012 is 798,000 people. And there's nearly 72,000 initial applications that were denied. So you can imagine how much people are coming in, you know, for this situation. There's benefits to get in this DACA thing. You know, when you get the dream, when you become a dreamer, whatever they call them, mm-hmm. you get a working permit and you can work in this country. I mean, I've known people, again, I, 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 I you know, I hang out with the undocumented. It's tight. But um, <laughs> I've known people that have come here. They've gone to school. They did very well. And with that, they were able to apply for DACA, get a job working in a hospital, doing different things, you know, working at law firms, do, doing real work with mm-hmm. their workers' permits. And, you know, this is all based on their ability to get the DREAM Act. And now we see our new president coming in who came in out the gate, president. You, know, who, you know, who came in out the gate with this despise for immigrants even on the campaign trail you heard him let's build a wall let's build a wall and let's be realistic the wall has not been built congress yes did grant 1.6 billion dollars towards repairing the current wall that's in place but this wall that trump is talking about it's it costs way more than 1.6 billion dollars and you know when we kind of think about the state of the u.s economy to spend that kind of money on on a wall you know i i don't hatred you know, for people outsiders, for people. I mean, and let's be realistic. America is the greatest immigrant nation in the world. Immigrants built America that came here. Hello, Christopher Columbus was an immigrant. Exactly. Because he was not the native. So definitely, I'm very grateful, you know, like six days ago, oh, more than six days ago, (laughs) um, a judge stayed his decision that, you know, they've been going back and forth. People have been suing, uh, the government uh, saying that this new rule to break down DACA is wrong and that they should continue keeping DACA up and running. But definitely, um, this they've gone to several courts and they've both been decided that they have to go back again. And now finally they go to court. And Judge John D. Bates of the Federal District Court for the District of Columbia mm-hmm. said that the administration's decision to terminate DACA was based on virtually unexplained grounds that the program was unlawful. Wow. Basically, he's just saying, like, yo, you want to shut this down and you don't even have a reason for shutting this down. down. And it doesn't make sense. And he gave them 90 days to go back and come back to him with a real reason why he thinks or Trump thinks and his administration mm-hmm. thinks DACA has to end. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. There is no... No real reason why DACA has to end. They just want to end it. And, you know, this impedes tons of people as we kind of think about, you know, about all these people that got the DACA, you know, as Shaw said, almost 700,000 people that got the DACA, the dreamer, mm-hmm. the, that are dreamers who want to renew their work permits so they can continue to work. 
you know, you have to be 15 years old to apply. And now they don't have the opportunity to submit their renewals. And these are people that have real jobs that go to work every day. If they can't submit their work permit renewal, they're going to lose their real jobs. So, you know, that creates another division in the, 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 the workforce in America. So, you know, I don't know why Trump can't come up with a real reason as to why he wants to do something, why he's trying to do this. And, you know, he did say he wants to help the dreamers, but you want to help them. How, Sway? How? But yet you're still trying to take away one of the laws that has been able to help them to at least work and get health insurance in this country and be a, a, a responsible citizen. And be a product to the society, exactly. And so, you know, it's, it's just sad because you see now, you see children in school affected by this because their friends are being affected based on their status. You know, um, my, I guess you would say, my nephew-in-law, um, he was he was very devastated because he has a friend, uh, Spanish descent, and, you know, he was very concerned, and his parents were very concerned that, you know, they would be deported. And, of course, where would this kid live? You know, this, this is his family. This is the only family that he knows. And they're in jeopardy of being deported. And, and my nephew was very sad about this, you know. And it's just like, wow, you see how it could affect so much different people. Even if you're, you are a citizen, it could affect you greatly as well. Um, You know, I was reading an article in the Huffington Post, and it says, Trump has a choice to make. Does he listen to voters across America, even in the red states? who support protections for young immigrants brought to the country as children. You know, even if their parents can't get their documentation, you understand that. But these kids that came here, and this is all they know, America is the only land that they've ever been able to identify with. For you to tell them that because you don't have a piece of paper in hand, you have to leave this country... It, it is it's a sad situation and let's you know take a moment when you think about short talking about her nephew saying that he's concerned about his friends it's due to these ice antics since um trump get uh came on to, uh, came on board or became our president or the president of america uh you the u.s immigration and custom enforcement agents enforcement agency ice they've arrested tons of people yeah Tons. And I mean, we have stories that I know personally are Liberty and Queens. You know, everybody know Liberty where you get a little routine at Sings or or you go down to Sybil's. But in Sybil's, ICE went into Sybil's and they basically pulled out like 14 random people and put them in a van and basically say, yo, prove who you are. are. Mm -hmm. Prove who you are and prove that you have the right to be in this country. And ICE has been going all across the country, going into people's houses, going into 7-Elevens like crazy. 7-Elevens, man. Them (laughs) 7-Eleven people, they going downhill quick. (laughs) But going into 7-Elevens and, you know, just basically just arresting people across the board that cannot prove their statuses for things like running a red light for minor infractions things that's not even like that we uh, yeah that does that doesn't harm not a crime and when you think about it i mean i believe it was the beginning of this year when that guy the 39 year old guy from detroit um uh, he's been here for 30 years came here when he was 10 years old he actually got deported have a wife and two kids and he was a, a, a stand-up citizen. He was a landscaper, never got arrested. He doesn't have any uh, criminal record. And he had to leave this country. Jorge, I believe his name is Jorge, he left here. And it's, it's just sad because you saw him. You actually saw him on the news in Mexico. He knows nothing about Mexico. He's lived here all his life. And his wife, you know, she's been on various platforms, of uh, The Real and different shows, just speaking about how this has impacted her family and her children. And you saw her children crying like, 
am I going to see my father again? This was heart-wrenching. You know, I've always felt this way, not only even about the dreamers, but even about people, regular people that get deported every day. And I'm not saying that if you commit a crime, you should be able to stay in America. But a lot of these people that commit crimes, these same groups of people that have been there their whole childhood, get deported back to a country. And when they get there, what are they going to do but run ramshan on that country because they have no ability to eat, no ability to feed or clothe themselves, right. no houses. A lot of them don't even have families there. Yeah. And now that country, which is probably already a third world nation, is suffering because right. they have this person coming in to that's going to eat away at the goodness of this, like, you know, the land that they're trying to build. I mean, you know, to Jamaica, you know, my first boyfriend was deported. If I could find you, brother... I miss you. You know, but she always talks about this. First I do. Boyfriend. I talk about him all the time. Was first love. He probably was, but definitively, he was deported. But you know, he was a different person because even when we were younger, he was already building a house. He had a plan to go back and live in Jamaica. But what about the people that did not go back with a plan? A person that came here did not have a plan. Right. They didn't know about what Mexico was going to be for them, and you know, it 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 kind of just continues to be a reminder. You know, America wants to take on everybody else's problems. We're in Syria. Syria, We're going to Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. But there's real world problems that are happening right Right. here with people that are suffering right here. And America's answer is send them somewhere else to be, you know, to be crucified somewhere else after you make them imprison them here in America. And, you know, I just think about it like, let's be honest here. Who's cleaning these Trump hotels? Who's cleaning it? It is not you. It is not the average American that's doing this kind of stuff. Let's be honest here. But the majority of them are, you know, immigrants. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. You know, is Melania an immigrant? Uh, she was, but she's not anymore. Now she's a citizen. Oh. But I have to tell you, I'm gonna say this, and I know it's gonna sound horrible. But if the undocumented people were not in America, who would stack the oranges, man? <laughs> be at the Korean market stacking those oranges who would be washing those fruits and cutting off the bad pieces not the Koreans are they even Koreans I don't know if they're Chinese or the Koreans we don't call it the Asian market we say we go to the Korean store you can get you can get out of the fruit store. Oh, the fruit, yeah, the fruit, yeah, but, fruit yeah, store. We don't, but you just say the Korean store. <laughs> yeah, I got to say the Korean store. I got to say the Korean store. So, I mean, I'm just like, you know, I said it out loud. Everybody was like, how could you say it? But let me tell you something. In days gone by, you go to a Home Depot, there's people outside lined up in the streets. Oh, my gosh. Looking for work. work. That's it. And after this whole thing, then you didn't see that many people. But definitively, as more people are going back out. And this is not the Mexicans of days going by, folks. They don't want the little $20, $50 to come and do a job. The last time I put them in the clean, my basement, the guy was like, $150. I was like, $150? You're just doing some <laughs> cleaning out. We're just gutting out my basement. He's like, yeah, it's a lot of work here, mommy. One fifty, and I bought two guys. Lot of work, mommy. Lot of work. I mean, the concept. You should see these people like running up to your car window. I can work for you, mommy. I can work. I can work. I work. And this guy got in the car. His name was Mimo. I saved. I saved his cell phone number. Mimo came in, and Mimo was like, "Yeah, this is a lot of work." And the other guy was like. I was like, well, my friend. And in fact, he started out asking for two twenty-five. I said, my friend, I cannot pay you that kind of money. So you're going to have to go. And the other guy was like, how much can you pay me? I'll stay. I'll stay. Wow. I was like, 
the hustle. Well, you'll stay. And then Mimo kind of went outside and they were talking. Eskity, 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 eskity. And then uh, they came she, back. She means Spanish. <laughs> and then they came back. And Mimo said, I'll stay, but I'm only going to stay until 2 o'clock. Whatever's not done by then, I'm leaving. And then let me tell you something. I was upstairs. Um, and at 12 o'clock, the other guy came up and was like, Mommy, it's lunchtime. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, it's lunchtime. I want Chino food. You had to... Oh, he, he didn't tell you before that you had to pay for I had to lunch. buy his lunch. But you know, too. Of course. I'm a gullible woman. Nobody knows. The people are telling me. I'm just like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All um, right. Is that chicken wings? <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, what would you take? Shrimp and broccoli, please. And a drink. I was like, all right. So I had to go and make sure that they were taken care of. But again, you're not going to find black Americans... White Americans standing at the Home Depot waiting to go to your house with you on a fly and do work. Correct. And they're not going to take no day's labor or pay. They want full pay like if they were working for a contractor. Oh, when I work for my union, I make this much money. And I appreciate that. Everybody wants a contracted worker, but also some people can't afford it. Me. Exactly. And, you know, we don't make it seem like it's only uh, Latin, uh, so Spanish people that are these <laughs> undocumented because there's tons of it. I have undocumented in my family. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows an undocumented person whether it be a friend or a family but the bottom line is they they're not hustling the people here americans are not hustling like these folks they're not doing it they're not out there you know selling the shea butter all these things that we need and that we always depend on to or get. those churros at broadway junction man i ain't gonna lie those churros i will not partake in at all let me tell you i can't even tell you that story no, but i tell you I, i'll pause on that story maybe one day i'll share it with you but i want to tell you be afraid of those churros i'd be afraid but just be afraid just don't get i mean but this is like the lady selling you the mangoes this is like the person selling right. I, mean, do, I mean and let's be when my mother came to this country she used to take care of people's babies that was her job she was a sitter this is before the whole word nanny became fancy my mother was just a babysitter and, and she wasn't getting paid uh big oh no money, like, she wasn't she now. wasn't getting that kind of money but my mother was a she was a babysitter and you know back to her earlier story these are the same people that screwed her over one of the, you know this type of people with her papers so definitively it's a different different boil game and when we go back to ice antics they have a flight coming in from last year a flight coming from san francisco to new york when they get out of the airport at jfk two customs two ice agents are in the airport telling people we're checking your ids upon your exit on a domestic flight that's been the one thing that you mm-hmm. could do. Yeah. All you have to do is prove who you are, not your status to get Correct. on a domestic flight because you're f- traveling within the 50 states. Correct. And now to see an ICE agent there, and, you know, there was, like, a newspaper lady on the, on the plane, and that's how this thing became big because she was on the plane and she was able to report on it right away. But ICE's response was, oh, we were asked for help locating an individual ordered removed by an immigrant judge. Yeah, that's like the same excuse that cops look for and they, oh, yeah, we're looking for a, a specific uh, person. Yeah, he's tall and black. Yeah, we're looking for an identify. you know, we're trying to identify a suspect. That's the same bullshit excuse they give. But, you know, I, I experienced this on the plane. Like, I was, last year, uh, my family and I were going out for a big event that was happening in Grenada, in Karakou, actually. And so when we got to the airport, we were all waiting there. It was time to board. All of a sudden, they're like, um, and this is after they started calling groups. So they probably called like group one through four to get onto the plane. After they were like, oh yeah, we have to close the door. They end up shutting down the door in the middle of people boarding. And we waited there for an additional 45 minutes to an hour. 
And what happened? The agents, the ICE agents came on. I don't know what alert they got or what tip they got, but as I was getting onto the aircraft, I saw them coming out with the gentleman. And it's just like, yo, what is going on And he here? was leaving the country, broskies. Like, he was leaving. So I, I don't even understand. I didn't even understand the logic of it. I was like, why are they holding this guy? I mean, it could have been something else. Maybe he was trying to flee. Maybe he did a crime or something. But you're now starting to see the presence of ICE agents. When I didn't even know what that was back mm -hmm. in the days. You know, so you can see based on our administration, our current administration, this is very high It's like open season. And now open it's time season. to, you know, listen, try to get yourself together, folks. Listen, if you got to marry somebody, do what you got to do. And it's hard to marry somebody. And I'm telling you, when my divorce is final, oh gosh, don't come to me know. with any order for less than 15 grand. 15 grand is not enough. Your whole That's life, how we started at the 15 oh, grand. starting. They have to start and give you like 15 grand up, up front. front. And they're up front 15 grand. And I mean, I might take the 15 grand if they're willing to move in and do housework and cooking. I'm not going to even address this. <laughs> Yo, you I should see her face. Are you kidding me? You should see her face. My face is like. She's trying to run a slave ship. I'm going to Listen. <laughs> Come in and cook clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need, yo. I'm Anyway, we move on to another thing. Yo, I was watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the other day. They brought me back to, you know, where are they now? Oh, my God. I love Fresh Prince of Let's all be really. In West Philadelphia. Most of my days. I was giving you the chance to finish it. Whatever. Because you know that was even in the book. What book? The book oh, I sent you, Shucks, to read. What's the name of the book I sent you? I'll look it up and I'll tell you about it. The hate, right. the, the hate crime book. I can't remember it, but I'll tell you before we finish. Um, so you remember that Will Smith was the first Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, um, and his name was Will. Um, and can we all just say Will Smith is living his best life now? He I sure mean, is. He was in Trinidad for Carnival. Yes. He, he brought on Kess the Band. He came out with Kess the Band. But I mean, he's living his best life, living with Jada and... Um, his family. He's his family. Good. He's doing good. Uncle Phil, James Avery, died. Oh, my God. I was sad, Uncle Phil. Age 62. How did he die? Open heart surgery. He had some complications about the surgery. Gone. How about Vivian? I love Aunt Viv. You know, she was a spicy, sexy lady. Well, which Aunt Viv are we talking about? Aunt Viv point one, or Aunt Viv 2.0? Point one. So, Aunt Viv like one, her name was Janet Hubert. You know, she ended up leaving the show, like, after three seasons without any uh, explanation as to why she left. Oh, wow. Um, and now she's, like, riling up. She was on The Real the other day talking about it, too, uh, saying that when she was on the show, she kind of went to Will to say, hey, listen, you know, we need to get raises. Mm -hmm. And Will's response was, well, my deal is my deal. Y'all deal is y'all deal. Wow. Um, she What's, said... Uh, this is her story, This right? is her story. But, you know, when I saw Will said that she was, you know, a very, you know, good person, you know, when it first ended, he was upset saying that she was trying to turn into the Aunt Viv show of Bellia. <laughs> like that. Um, but, you know, she has been acting. She she was, like, the voice on a video game. And her newest show, I think, that she did last year was a Marcus Garvey biopic. And then we go to Aunt Viv 2.0. Her name was Daphne Maxwell-Reed. Um... You know, she was like a lot of good things before she became Aunt Viv. Mm -hmm. She was the first black woman on the corner of Glamour magazine. Oh, wow. And now her and her husband operate good. New Millennium Studios. Okay. 
Oh my god, the, the episode I was watching the other day was when Ashley was a young girl, right? And I think Tevin Campbell came on and he was Can singing to her. We talk? And he was singing to her and she just melted. It was a, it was a cool episode. So Ashley, Tatiana Ali, you know she has a degree from Harvard. Okay. You did you know she married a white man? That I did not know. I was saving this because I wanted y'all to get her real. Well, you know, <laughs> But you know, she did. She was a very big supporter of Obama when he was doing that. So she did a lot of political stuff for him when he was running, campaigning for him. So there was Ashley um, Carlton. Did you know Carlton was? <laughs> they used to snap the fingers. <laughs> You know, I don't have a good snap. Um, Carlton, you his family's originally from Trinidad. Oh, really? How yeah, cool. how cool is that? You know, he went Dancing with the Stars. He's done oh, a couple play. game shows. Um, I think he's in that new play with uh, Portia Williams. That new play, Two Can Play That Game or something. Oh, I right. saw him on the, the ad for that. And he has his TV show for America's Funniest Videos. Oh, wow. So, you know, he does Carlton. that. He still um, looks good, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Same way. Hillary Banks, Karen Parsons. She became, she became the... The founder of creative, of a creative nonprofit called Sweet Blackberry. She's the executive director where they okay. write stories of untold figures in African American culture. Wow, I mean, that, I mean that's mm-hmm. impressive. Really, Benda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna and, look that up. And then Joe, uh, Jeffrey, whose real name is Joseph Marcel. Oh, the butler. He's from Saint Lucia. Okay. After the show, he went on the Bold and the Beautiful. I can see that. He did a couple of the TV shows, and now he's current. He was in a, his latest thing is he was in a play. He does a lot of stage acting with his fake British accent, I guess, in a play called Lady Windermere's Fan, um, in the Vaudeville Theater in London. Okay. Um, and finally, Nikki, remember the little boy? Oh yeah, the little cute mm-hmm. kid. Do you know he was the same kid that was on Independence Day? Vivica oh. Fox's son. Oh, I did not. I didn't know that. that. I thought that was cool. He did Little Rascals, but since 2015, it's been hard to find anything about him. Yikes. Wherever you are, Nikki, or Ross, well. whatever you call yourself. <laughs> I don't think I remember Tyra was on it at a certain point in time as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As uh, Will's girlfriend. When they Oprah were was on it. Oh, yeah. She was on the well. episode. Right, so, I mean, I mean, she was on Ben Vereen. Oh, yeah, Ben Vereen. Is he? He's still alive, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. I don't Yikes. know about that. <laughs> oh, um, I remember the book, The Hate You Give. That was the book, uh, I have to get you who wrote the book, but that was the name of the book about this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good book about a, a, a child getting shot in front of his friend. Wow. And the girl was in the car when he got shot. And it was a very, it's a, an acclaimed book, but she was very devastated to say the least because she was sitting there and, you know, this is some of the things we talk about all the time. So they hate you give. That's a book that you guys could check out. Check that out. Um, written by, I'll give you the, all the deets. Okay. Um, and lastly, uh, legalizing marijuana. The eating out of the nation. <laughs> Legalize it. <laughs> you know, people, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, especially as West Indians, we don't look at weed as a problem. I mean, even that is West Indians, people in Seattle, Washington, Maine, these people use this thing. So, I mean... New York, why haven't we made this legal, man? Mm, and I think if we legalize marijuana, a lot of people will stop using it. I think people what? use. I think people Come use on. it. I think people use a lot of things because they can't get access to it. It makes it a, like a little, you know. But well, there was this guy. Um, 
I believe his name is Newsom, and 35 years old, after the war, after he served as a veteran, he felt that the plant was a good replacement for the opioids and other drugs the Department of Veteran Affairs doctors were, getting, were giving him for his PTSD and severe arthritis. He says, on those drugs, it wasn't the quality of life that I wanted. With medical cannabis, I had such great success. I could regulate myself and my hypervigilance, and I was able to get off the other pills. And he also referred this to some of his other veteran friends, and they also agreed with that. You know, so you think about so it. So legalize the marijuana, at least for the vets, man. They help them with the PTSD. And I must say, I have a, a, a friend, and um, he um, has cancer, bladder cancer. Yikes. And he repeatedly have to basically um, get surgery because bladder cancer is a very thin piece of skin. It's a very thin film, and it keeps returning. And so every three months, he goes for checkups, and oftentimes, he has to have the procedure done. And this is a, you know, a guy that he eats pretty well. He's a vegan, a vegetarian, and works out. And it's just... It's kind of sad to see because, you know, you see him and all these uh, procedures that he has to do. And recently, about a year and a half ago, someone gave him the marijuana oil. And so what he's been doing is putting this in his tea. And he went to a few doctor's appointments and, hey, he was good to go. He didn't have to do the surgery. And so when that finished and his supplier was no longer available... Obviously, he did not have the marijuana oil anymore, and so it did return, unfortunately. And so now he's back to, you know, getting these procedures done every once in a while. And you know, this guy has, you know, a couple of young kids. So, you know, it does take a toll on, on, his, on his family as well as his wife. And you think about it, I'm just like, wow. You know, if he lived somewhere totally different where this is legalized, he will probably be in a better situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone told me a long time ago, you know, just in theory, saying that the reason why we won't legalize uh, marijuana is because they can't gain profit of it. But They can't? A pack of cigarettes is probably $95 now. People still smoke two or three of those a day. No, because people will be able to grow their own. And, I mean, a pack of cigarettes, they're, they're getting money from this uh, nicotine. But if everybody grow their own cannabis, they can't get money off of that. You know, so it's, you know, it, it, <clears throat> it, Excuse me. it just creates, um, you know, a, a dynamic where you're thinking, you know, do we want the best for people medically and for people to be able to use, I guess, holistic medicine to cure themselves as opposed to giving you know, money to CVS and all those pharmaceutical places? You know, I don't know. But listen, I know people that take weed for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And, and you know how you know? And you know how you know? The lips. They're black. <laughs> they got the but weed lip. Not everyone got the weed lip. Some people smoke weed. You don't even know they smoke weed. Yeah, it's okay. like some people drink liquor, but not everyone has to do have the, ha- liquor ha- the liquor lip. lip. Oh, my God. I got to tell you this story. This is so funny. My daughter, um, and then we're going to end this, but I have to tell you this story. My daughter, I tell you, my daughter goes to a Catholic school. And one thing about her school is, you know, they try to give them like a holistic approach to what's going on. So my daughter tells me this story. Uh, she comes to me on Friday. She's like, Oh, mom, I need you to sign this paper. It's for one of my assignments. And I'm just like, well, first of all, I don't sign your assignment. She's in the 10th grade. This kid has written a two-page paper about going to an AA meeting. I'm like, why, why do I need what? to sign? Wait, first off. Alcohol Anonymous? Yes. They had to go to alcohol. They're studying alcoholism in school, and they wanted them to go to an AA meeting. And my daughter wrote a two-page paper about the AA meeting that she went to that she never went to. How the uh, how the much? people how the people a two page paper well written how the people all sat together stood together 
and had their heads bowed, mumbling the serenity prayer. And some mumbled along, some spoke boldly, while others just kept silent. And it told a story of a young man who has four DUIs and lost his wife and child. So you'll find that in every AA meeting. It's got a great imagination. I have to tell you, I, I mean, I even called her father and said, she wants me to sign this document. I don't feel comfortable doing this. The question is, Bender, did you sign the document as a mother, as a parent that's supposed to teach your kid to be honest and operate with some level of integrity? And respect for herself. So I had a crazy, the I had a crazy weekend. Can you just answer the question? Right? That's all we're asking. I gave her the schedule. I told her she had to go to a real AA meeting on Friday or Saturday. Did she go? She did it. Okay. But yet you still so, put on that paper. This morning I just signed it. This is great. But really and truly, guy. I have great. to tell you, I'm against my kid going to some AA meeting. What kind of people are there? But you know what the problem is? She gave me the assignment too late. She gave it to me too late. I can't fight for it. That would have been an incomplete assignment for my child. Two grades. It's two grades. She would have worked it out. Do some extra cred. But that, with the lies, come on. What are you teaching her, Bender? But it's all right. I put somebody else's, you know, she had to have an escort. So I put somebody else's name as the escort, not my own. (laughs) And that person is prepared to tell a lie and to match her story. So I, I, I feel less guilty than I did before. The lie prevails. Anyway. <laughs> That's our time, guys. Uh, don't I mean, don't forget to text us. Let us know. Hey, if you want to email talk about us something, or email us. Brooklynchicks at gmail.com. Brooklynchicks at gmail. You can't text us. You don't know our numbers. No, a lot of people do our numbers. Some don't, but most people know our numbers. Hit us up. Unless your number's private or something. I gave out my number. Y'all folks know who y'all are. Holla. Well, anyway. Uh, but I want to hear from the people that don't have our number. Brooklynchicks at gmail.com. Please like us, share us, get other people to follow us. So we can be great. We want to be great. <laughs> Let us be great. Have a great day. Take care.